Condiment. Hold on. What are you saying about condiment? Hello, hello, hold on. I'm, I'm learning yeah. in my in my English that I learned. I know this this word condiment. You don't really mean condiment, do you? You're you're being you're being uh, what my friend? You're cheeky. You're being very much with your cheek. What you are trying to say with the condiment is a condominium, right? Is condiment. I I say with cheeky. Sometimes you see bulge of the sausage in the cheek. Is cheeky. Mm. And the condom mint is uh, exploding because it's filled with uh, liquid, different color. I, the, the English, the English language, very, very confusing, confusing for me. There's so many words that the people say and they, and they mean something else. Uh, I understand why they think that all the news is fake and they must have alternative, uh, alternative reality, uh, alternative fact. Uh, very big vocabulary you have there. I'm learning English very fast. I have a program on my computer they call Babel. Babel, Babel, Bibel, Bibel, Bibel. Now I'm, I'm learning about the, the small idiosyncra something RCs. You tell me, you tell me, man, put 12 sausage in his mouth, but I understand that the sausage is not really sausage. It means he really put hot dog in his mouth. Yes. Uh, and if. Uh, if condom mint uh, liquid is uh, red, is bad, means uh, you have cancer. Mm. Of course, this I mean if you live no. in Chicago, no. because you don't well put ketchup on hot dog. Wait a second, how you know about the Chicago ketchup? Only people in Chicago know about the ketchup and the hot dog. Don't ever put the ketchup on the hot dog, on the sausage. There is no meat allowed yeah. to have uh, ketchup on it if it is in a bun. If it's no bun, That's it's they allow the ketchup. Exactly. You said the ketchup with no accent there. Very good. Oh, you mm. are almost American. I, I learned very well. I have uh, have one teacher. He teach me via Zoom class. I have Zoom class with uh, my teacher. He's a good, good teacher. Uh, one time he, he, he want to show me his pants. I said, no, 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 no. Put the camera up. I'm not looking at hot dog now. Uh, but then he said, after class, okay. I said, oh, maybe, maybe. Um, a very strange teacher want to show me his pants during a class on English. I think okay. I think it's okay. But let's go back to talking about our friend. He he have a sausage in his mouth. Twelve sausage in his mouth. You talk about erect, uh, but really what you mean is straight. When you say erect, you mean straight, straight and it's very straight. Very straight. So are you, let me, let me ask you a personal question. Are you erect man or not erect? Some days I'm more uh, erect than others. So right now, when we are talking, having this conversation, you are erect or no erect? Yeah, right now, no erect. Okay. Well, that is, that is like me. I am not erect. That, yes. is that is why I think my Zoom teacher is showing me other things besides English words. Hmm. I feel like we uh, oh, oh, already, already oh, oh. blew our... Yes, go ahead. No, I, 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 I hear somebody calling me from a distance. Uh -huh. Omar! Omar! Oh, 
I, I, I must go. I must leave immediately. I'm sorry. I, something happening. Uh, I think I'm in a big trouble. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye-bye. What the fuck just happened? I think we kind of like blew our, our, our metaphorical load on that uh, conversation. That guy was really fucking weird. And I don't know yeah. how he somehow intercepted our call. Um, it was really interesting having the, you know, the cross channels when they come onto your call like that. That happens a lot on Zoom. Yeah. You hear cross. other people's conversations. Yeah, for people that uh, are new, this is actually a live show. Used to be known as radio. Now it's known as a podcast. Two Semites and a talking device. That's right. I was uh, fascinated by that. Uh, I, like, I wanted to say some things, but it was just fascinating to listen to it. Yeah, I think it must be tough. You know, it sounded like the guy really wants to be part of America, of Chicago, where he lives. And uh, he's not, he really, he's not kind of getting the layered humor that many languages have. And uh, it'd be nice if he called back. We could probably help him out with some things. Yep. The, the obsession with encased meats is a little weird. I don't know where that came from. I don't either. And I couldn't tell if it was like a double entendre or they were, they were genuine about that. Yeah, well, so much for him. What's happening with you this week? <laughs> uh, what's happening? Um, I don't know. It's just another week. I can't really say anything has happened. Tomorrow will be... Uh, in theory, my first live show since uh, uh, February or something like that, which is pretty exciting. I do well, these what story kind, what kind of live, live show. Storytelling live show. Now, when and, you say uh, live, you mean the, there'll be actual people there, like human beings? People in a space. We're expecting like 50 or 55 people in the audience, um, which is the maximum capacity of the space with uh, social distancing. Now, do you still yeah. uh, do you still uh, partake in uh, other COVID precautions, or do people are drinking and not wearing masks? How's that work out? Well, so there hasn't been any change in the last week. Apparently, the uh, the numbers are are going up, but uh, there hasn't been any change in in terms of the policy. Tomorrow evening, there's supposed to be a big uh, press conference, news conference with the the prime minister, which is kind of like the the president of the country. Uh, and he's going to announce, uh, potentially, well, nobody knows, but he might announce new uh, rules. Let me ask you a question. Who would win a game of guess who between the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of the Netherlands? Um, well, it depends what the subjects of the guess who might be. I mean, they could probably make it so that either side would win. How about a game of Uno? Who do you think would win Uno? Prime Minister of Netherlands or the President of the United States? I, you know, I don't know. I know you're trying to set me up here for, you know, to, 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 to probably say that the Prime Minister of the Netherlands is smarter than the no, President. No, I'm, there's actually no setup. I, I think, <clears throat> you know, it, science is still not proven whether or not uh, Donald Duck is uh, a, a sheer genius or just an accidental... <laughs> uh, idiot. No one really knows for sure. Um, I, I so. think it has. I think he is an accidental idiot, but he could, might still win at Uno. 
he might still win at that game. So, That's all I'm so then it sounds like what you're really saying is that people who win Uno are not always smart. Exactly. That would explain why I have lost a game to my small children. There you go. Have you played recently? No, I've only played when they were even younger. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's go back to your show. So you're, you're, you're hosting a, a live show. Are you nervous at all? Like, you know, 50 people breathing on you. Are they going to be wearing masks? Uh, I'm not nervous at all about Corona, I have to say. Like, I, I know that um, I just feel like from a personal perspective, um, I'm, uh, I'm not afraid of getting it from a... Um, and so as long as we operate within whatever the, the rules are, I think we're okay. I, I also think that systemically uh, we'll do whatever we can uh, to uh, maintain the social distancing and, and all that. I mean, this is a space that would typically get close to 300 people on a night and we're only going to have 50. So just to give you an idea that it's still a lot of people in one place, but it's, uh, it's by no means... Uh, 300. Will the, and, will, the window, uh, will the windows be open to allow for proper ventilation? Uh, it's a good question. I'm not sure what the deal is going to be. I think there is an air conditioning system, but I don't know if that's a good system, actually. I'm not sure that's a good system. So I mean, would you feel, because uh, so you're, yeah. you're, you're such an empathetic person, if you end up hosting the next super spreader event, the sort of the next, <laughs> the next <laughs> Korean church choir, yeah. Um, the next Alabama congregation, are, are you going to feel guilty? I mean, if, you know, 45 people test positive for this? Uh, it's a great question. I, I guess not. I think that, uh, that as long as you're operating within the, the, the rules, uh, then um, I think you're okay, actually. I mean, I, I kind of trust the rules. I kind of trust that the people who, um, you know, this has been around for long enough. So people who are sensitive to it are certainly not going to come, but also people who know other people are sensitive to it have their own rules and regulations around those people. So uh, like, for example, today I got a text uh, from one of the storytellers. Okay. Uh, here's a conundrum. He said uh, he's working on a TV show and uh, one of his uh, camera people was uh, apparently tested positive for COVID. And then he got tested, um, I think, last Saturday for COVID. Mm -hmm. And he tested positive for COVID. Oh, okay. So he had to uh, remain in uh, quarantine for uh, 10 days. Uh, but he hasn't experienced any symptoms from, from COVID. So yeah. he's just tested positive. And now it's five days later, and he called the uh, hospital, and he told them, and they, you know, they're the experts. So they said, if you haven't experienced symptoms uh, by now, which is, I mean, it's five days since the test, but it's probably longer since he came into contact with this guy, uh, then you're probably, you don't have to quarantine anymore. But he still texted me to be as transparent as possible. Maybe he's also looking for a way out. Maybe he's also saying, oh, well, I was, you know, I, I was as transparent and, you know, everyone's doing that. But uh, I pushed it back to him and said, uh, I mean, I would probably trust the hospital because they're definitely more experts than I am. And, uh, and so as far as I'm concerned, you can come, but I leave it to your discretion. And if you don't, then we can uh, find an arrangement around it. And you can also let me know last minute. 
I'll also be hosting a wedding the next day. And uh, it looks as though that wedding will be affected because uh, the Netherlands is, I think, uh, officially like, a, I don't know, orange or red zone. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit colorblind, but it means that the guests who were supposed to come from France, Belgium or Germany cannot come unless they uh, want to be in quarantine for like 10 days afterwards. So there are some cancellations for the wedding. So going back, with, you, got a, you got some interesting things you bring up here. Going back to the, um, the, the person that was supposed to come to the storytelling event, do you think that he was actually doing what I am noticing more and more as the COVID excuse? Like he was, he was using something about COVID as an excuse for, um, so that he didn't have to come for an obligation. Mm. Was, um, is that possible? No, not at all. I think he really, uh, so yeah, that is a possibility. Like, are you uh, noticing, are you noticing this in the Netherlands where people are like, they, you know, they, they miss a meeting or they, they don't end up doing something or whatever fucking thing is going on that someone ends up not, um, remaining right. committed to, they drop the COVID excuse. Because of COVID. Yeah. Are you seeing uh, that? I, I wonder, I wonder, I I'm trying to figure out how international this excuse is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, it's the excuse is definitely there. I think it's, uh, uh, you're, you're insinuating that it's being used a lot for illegitimate things that, you know, it, it really is an excuse. For well, example, last week I had a, a training just, on Friday. Go ahead. Last yeah. week I had a training on Friday and, uh, and it was canceled uh, because uh, there was an outbreak of COVID in the particular company or postponed at least. Uh, so, uh, you know, those are all legitimate things yeah, with, that's this guy like, too. Go ahead. with this guy too. It's a legitimate thing. He wanted, he wants to do it. When I told him, when I pushed it back to him and said, I think it's a, it's probably okay, but you know, I leave it to your discretion because everybody needs to be, that's kind of the, the general, uh, feeling here is that everyone is kind of responsible for everybody else. So, so he said, yeah, no problem. Then it sounds good. And, uh, and he really wants to come. Yeah, so this sounds like those are, are two, unfortunately, very legitimate reasons, right? A conscientious person and a company that has genuine COVID. What I've noticed, and maybe this is, that's why I'm trying to figure out how much of this is American versus human nature. Um, I hear COVID dropped a lot as an excuse when, you know, people are angry or things aren't going their way or they have some problems. They say, oh, you know, everyone just goes, oh, it's COVID. Everything's related to, to COVID. And the other day, I... Uh, I had a, a, a my, our dog uh, goes to like a, a place where she does like daycare a couple times a week, right? Plays with other dogs, gets out of the house, exercises. And um, I bought a package for her of like X amount of hours. And she was going to go to these special classes where they did like training and drills and, you know, like little mini, mini dog orgies, you know, fun shit like that. Uh -huh. And my, my dog got kicked out. My dog, just like her father, who she is not genetically related to, was kicked out of an enrichment class, as I too was when I was a young uh, child. So apparently she was not behaved well enough to be in this like specialized daycare thing. But I bought a package of classes that was like, it was expensive, it was like $500. Now that last, that would last several weeks. Like it would have been, I don't know, fucking 10 weeks of the schedule she was gonna do. But I had to pay it up front. So they kicked her out and they said, you know, we're so sorry. You know, she's not a good fit. She's snapping at dogs and wants to take their treats and shit. And uh, we're going to give you a gift card. 
And I said, you know what? I don't really want a gift card. I'd rather not pay $500 up front. I just like a, just charge it back to my credit card. Well, we can't because of COVID. Oh, are you following what's going on now? A, a, a dog, COVID. A, well. a dog boarding place. Okay. is telling me that a service I paid for that was happening anyway. In other words, there's already other dogs there cannot refund the money. Um, you know, because, because of COVID. So what do you do? And there's a problem. I, I got to speak to the manager. My manager's not in right now. Sorry. No problem. Just have the manager call me when they get in. So the manager calls the next day. Very nice woman, clearly very progressive, which was interesting, right? Because we always think of like uh, money matters being the Wall Street Journal reading uh, conservative folk who are like, you know, the, the dicks with money and you're fucked. And this, right. this woman clearly bled in her language, NPR liberalism. And being super friendly, oh, we love your dog. She's so wonderful. We can't wait to have her back. And, you know, this gift card is great. You can buy all of our fine treats and there's no expiration date. And I said, that's great. But, you know, I don't really want to put up $500 that I got to pay off right away on my credit card. Otherwise, pay interest. Just, just charge it back. No problem. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't. You know, it's our policy. Why is it your policy? Well, it's COVID. So I get into a conversation over why does COVID affect the refund of a dog daycare thing? And this, and she, she started getting agitated. I, just like other stories from the past, had irritated yet one more NPR liberal <laughs> who was starting to lose it. She what what do you, the, uh, so before, before yeah. you continue with the story, Go. what... I know we've spoken about you irritating liberals uh, uh, at parties and such, um, but you know, reflecting on it, because obviously there's a clear source of disagreement, mm -hmm. and I I'd love to hear her side and whatever, but I, I I'm pretty sure I'm on your side for this whole thing. But regardless of the content, do you think that you might switch into a like a, a more annoying type of person because you know that that's where it's going? Do you think that the, that, that, or do you feel completely like I was very polite the whole time? Do you think something switched in you when you realized this is, this is going to escalate and this person isn't going to solve my problem. So I'm oh, really going to push a button. Absolutely. I think, I think we both, I think we both took that same path, which is the path of, try to work things out, you stay friendly, you stay cordial. So she was clearly doing the same thing. And in full disclosure, I'm definitely much more on the liberal side. Um, you know, but you know, she had uh, various uh, cues in her language that allowed me to stereotype her as, as such a, a person. Um, so no, I think we were both using that technique that you were alluding to where we're being nice. And there was a snap moment. And the snap moment was when, um, we came to heads, which was, she didn't want to refund it. She was the manager. Uh, it was their policy because of COVID. She had no other reason why it was necessary. Like, you know, like their bank mandated it or something. It was just simply, it's COVID is what she said. And that's our COVID policy. And so at that point in negotiation, you know, one has to decide like, what would you do? For example, like, what would you do if you're on the side of me saying, I don't want to give you $500 for a service I'm not using and the person's not refunding it, how would you do this at this point? She's now said, nope, sorry, we've, we're done with our niceties. We've, we've, got, we've exhausted that, four plays over. And uh, if you wanna be pegged, 
Here's the rules. I mean, I guess my, you know, I'd, I'd boil it down to, uh, since I don't have any uh, <laughs> social network presence, which is always a nice tool, I think, to, uh, to use, I would, but I don't have that. So I would probably think, well, if I paid for it with a credit card, then I'll escalate it there. But this person clearly can't help me because uh, they're, they're saying these are the rules. And I'm saying, uh, well, I, I disagree. So ultimately, you can, you can escalate it to someone who will do the fighting for you. I wouldn't go to court, for example, just because th that's just frustrating and not no. worth the time. Okay, so but but in this conversation you'd be having with the manager of uh, unsaid dog care place, would you just say, okay, thank you, hang up and call the credit card company? Or would you tell her that's what you're going to do? Or would you keep arguing? Um, I, I would probably tell her. I'd, I'd say, hey, thanks. You know, I appreciate your perspective. I disagree with that. I'm going to uh, I, I will have to escalate this with my credit card because I, I just don't I, I don't agree with her argument. Uh, and that, that's it. And thank you for your time. Congratulations. <laughs> you, you passed it. That, that is exactly what I did. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I do think I do think my voice changed a couple of octaves. Like I think the agitation became a little apparent because I did say but I did say I'm going to then I'll just go to my credit card company and I'll ha and we'll deny that charges and they'll, they'll refund me the money. Um, it's not going to look good on, for your whole credit history. Um, but then I continued. Ah, but, you made a little bit of a threat there. Correct. I did it. But then I kept going and, and said, and my voice changed again. And I said, but I don't want to do that. I love you guys. And then I, and then I started like, Oh, really, you were playing with the cognitive dissonance. Correct. And then I came back at her from the, <laughs> from the, from the backside. Right. At first, at first it was just tongue in the front. Then I went tongue in the back and, oh, but you, you're the, I, I get, I get our dog treats from you. You know, our, our dog is still going to do like the non-enriched, like stupid dog, uh, you know, daycare. Um, you know, we live in the neighborhood. We've supported you guys since you opened. So, you know, there's no hard feelings here. Um, and so I went through that and it was, it was really interesting. She then goes to me, are you available today? out of nowhere after I, you know, I turned around on her and, and said those positive comments. And then of course, being the guy I am, I immediately think, huh, I don't know what she looks like. What is she inferring here? Am I available today? <laughs> so that, that well, you I, did talk about tongue in front and tongue in back. So exactly. So that, that you know, she, she's a dog person. So I'm thinking she's not understanding the double entendre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you think someone says out of nowhere, are you available today in this context of conversation? And I'm thinking, wow, does, does she want to hook up? And like, 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 is that worth $500? And then I'm thinking, that's like the big escort money, right? That's like the Elliot Spitzer escort money. What, uh, what, I'm a, are you serious? Are you like, uh... no, 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 hold on. I, I didn't finish the story, but yes, okay. I'm serious. She, she, no, did no, I mean, are you serious that you were thinking that? Yeah, for a moment, absolutely. Wow. Why, why else would someone say, so we're having this kind of, and then she says, are you available to, why would I, what would my availability have anything to do with refunding credit card charge? Uh, that is not being refunded due to COVID. She want to test me for COVID? Like the well, only I mean, my my first instinct. What were you is thinking? Tell that, me. I, I mean, I'm just thinking she's got a she's got a plan B, not a sexual one, but like she wants to uh, 
either meet in person uh, because she feels that's better than the phone and maybe she's going to offer you something, again, dog-related in the meeting, or she has maybe a different uh, thing on the program that she can offer you. Maybe the one of her uh, dog trainers is free for something. I don't know, or she's going to do it. But I wasn't thinking um, uh, sexually. I also imagine that even when you were explaining the history that you have with the place, it sounded like even here you said we and not I. So there's kind of also this implication that you are, you're not this bachelor that's running around looking for, uh, for, for, for owners, for managers of dog places. <laughs> First of all, you, you're, you're not using the pronouns correctly. We does mean there's an, un, there's an, un, there's an unknown status in the gender. Nothing to do with, nothing to do with marriage. Um, uh, and, and, and I guess I should be completely transparent here. For those who are not familiar with those in the dog community, the majority of women who work with dogs, uh, A, are not attractive, and B, uh, mostly prefer uh, to munch and uh, nothing else. Is that right? Oh, yeah. There's Subaru drivers. Oh, my God. Big Subarus. Big Subaru drivers. <laughs> Just like, and a lot of them I don't even think can afford cars, so they're, they're, they're riding bicycles. But if they could, like the managers, definitely driving 10-year-old Subaru Foresters. Um, that, that's just to give a visual to our friends in the, both the Middle East and Micronesia who are, who are listening. Good you're mentioning them, by the way. Yeah. Well, we, we got to give shout out to, you know, as, as we grow, as we're almost at 20 uh, listeners um, from uh, 19 different countries, it's important that we, we recognize. Um, so... Yes, in my I didn't even I I think I don't know who she was, but I I'm like the odds of her being attractive were, were very slim. But yet, I don't. I mean, you said you're erect before. I thought that means straight. I would. I don't. For me, that <laughs> I'm not saying it. The the thought lasted for like an hour, or even five minutes. But the immediate thought in my mind, yes, was, is this some kind of proposition? Like, there's no other reason to to meet me today. Um, so and then of course I'm always negotiating in my mind. So I think how attractive would someone have to be to pay $500 to have sex? Right. I'm thinking that's, that's usually off the table, but of course. I mean, that's also depending where you are in the world. So you're also saying how attractive does she need to be in Chicago? I mean, I would think in the Ukraine that goes quite far. So the, the Ukraine, I believe you get, uh, you get, you get four, four women. You get um, four former Miss Ukraines. Yeah, and Belarus right now, they're running a special. Uh, you get six plus, <laughs> plus you get one extra that uh, comes early for the fluffing. Uh, but in, in Chicago, I, last I checked on the rates, uh, the market that was that was like fairly attractive. Usually college degree, but not a big college. I think they had you know they were usually unknown uh, smaller schools, online universities. Anyway, <laughs> Phoenix University <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are those, uh, one of those high COVID rate cities from the Southwest. So once I got past that thought, I said, why else would she want to meet me? So she continued and said, Oh, I, I would like you to come, you know, to the, to the store. Um, because I'm going to refund, uh, your money. And once again, I like now, oh, now so there now, we go. So now I'm, so now you're thinking, okay, you're the negotiator. You've essentially won. Although I got to go out of my way to stop at the, at the, at the daycare place. Why do, why would I have to be there in person? What's your, what's your explanation for why I'd be there in person? 
Anything? Uh, well, my guess is, my guess is that she either has a plan or she's buying time to offer you an alternative. Uh, but why be there in person? Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know how like cards work. So I would think you don't really need to be there in person for them to issue a refund. Uh, so I'm guessing she's buying time to offer you something else if you go in and so hoping to get that, some of that money back in services so that, or purchases that you're going to make. So that, that is right in line of where I was. I thought I, I'm, I'm past the sexual thoughts now. Now I'm back to survival mode. Like I'm almost closing the deal. I'm going to get my $500, but she's doing some kind of technique and she's stalling. So she says, Oh no, no. I heard, by the way, I heard that there's a, I heard that there's a, like a negotiation technique, which is, you just don't compromise. And, and I'm wondering if you were like, you were in this mindset right now, like I, I would probably be like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And, and you're actually like really good at, 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 you know, anticipating these things. And, and, and now you're going into the next step. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, we should ask our negotiator in chief, you know, the art of the deal, man, what, what he would do in such a situation. He'd be great, by the way. He would make the he perfect would, uh, call his lawyers. You know, yeah. if he just never became president and he was still like a guest on Howard Stern, this would be like a perfect call for him right now. You know, like a lifeline. And he, he would give, I think, a, he would give a very amusing answer for how he would negotiate with the dog. He would. Absolutely. Dog and it's totally. unfortunate that for the rest of his life, you know, all, all people will see is just pure evil. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit befuddled. And sh so she's adamant with me that, no, it's our system. Uh, you know, the same thing. Like okay. When you, when you call up and they say, oh, our, our menu's recently changed. Please don't hang up. Is oh, our system will not allow us to process a refund. Um, without having your credit card, which again is kind of strange. There we I, go. I've given them my credit card over the phone to buy, but for some reason they can't refund without yeah. it. Um, and so when I went in, I was very, very suspicious of, like you said, are they gonna come at me with different types of offers or try to get me to buy something else? Um, is it gonna be bad blood? Is there gonna be sort of a angry air happening about it? Right. Um, well, it gets better. Not only did they refund the money, they didn't take off the charge for the day that the dog spent there. Um, oh, wow. And so what would you think ethically? Should I have told them, hey, you, f you forgot to take off the charge or not? Well, was the day... In other words, I if mean, it's, five, the day... it's $500, the day, the day should have been like 35 bucks or something. And they didn't deduct it. Yeah, but it. was that day was that day like educational for the dog? Was it you know? Or, no, it's or very possible it that they, where you need ahead. the whole process. It's either all of the classes or nothing, or is one still worth something? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's possible they traumatized my dog for life, and now you know she's she's totally <laughs> fucked up from getting kicked out of the gifted <laughs> class. Um, but she was there for the the time period wherever it was for you know five hours or so six hours oh wow um but have you ever had these situations in the netherlands where you're you're, you're going to buy something and they actually don't charge you for something that you put on the counter and then you get home or you leave the store and you're like wait a second why was that so low have you gone back and said hey wait a second i got to pay for this or do you just take it 
not, I, I don't think I've encountered that specific thing, but uh, I, ha I have been in situations where for various reasons didn't have to pay or, you know, other, other reasons, but not this one. Well, it, it, well, then what would you do in such a case where any product you were getting, um, like, do you rationalize it with yourself? Like some people I think in America will be like, ah, it's Walmart or Target. They can afford the loss or this store, no way. Cause that's like a small, like mom and pop. And I don't want to take their money. I'm going to go back and tell them they forgot to charge me. Which yeah, I think it really, I think it really depends. Yeah. If it's, if it's a big, like faceless corporation, I'm probably more likely to just be like, it doesn't matter because nobody, nobody gets hurt here. Like the, you know, they're just working for this big faceless name. They're not losing anything from their, from their end. It, it's also the difference between getting a service versus getting a product mm -hmm. uh, and how you justify that to yourself. Um, so yeah, yeah those are the. I, I'm interested. I, I would have thought you would have been a higher ethical standing than you just showed yourself to be. I'd like to say I am, but I'm not. <laughs> You know, because, you know, the general ethical argument is that if, if everybody was to have that approach uh, to larger stores, then, it, you know, that cuts down on their ability to pay their employees more, to hire more employees, um, not to mention just the, you know, being honest or dishonest. So you've really shown us that you're not always honest. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the cult of uh, humanity. Anyway, that's so. My, what did you do? That's my COVID story um, of the so week. So, did you tell? Did you tell, or did you not tell? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not. I, I, I said, you know what? It's going to get complicated. They're going to ask questions like that. Well, she was only here for X amount of hours, or uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I don't want to get any more conversation. And then I also used your justification. Well, it's a service, and other dogs are being serviced at the same time. She wasn't getting a, a custom service where someone had to come. Yeah into, you know, um, yeah, but th these justifications we do are, are, are fascinating and, and they're happening at least in America right now in multitudes because of things like unemployment. You know, there's a lot of Americans who are making more unemployment than they would be if they were still employed in their mm. jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not everyone of course is scamming it, but there are people, um, you know, the same goes for, um, our mortgages, you know, the nationally, the, banks have sort of universally said that uh, you can forbear your loan and uh, not pay it for X amount of months. Um, yep. So there are a lot of people who could uh, afford to pay who have decided, why not? I'll just pay it when I sell my place. Um, so it's really created these interesting ethical dilemmas that, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think a lot of us argue, you can argue either way. Um, I got a good one for you. So bring it up. Uh, so I chose not to, uh, th there's a kind of an annual, uh, salary that you can get from the government of about a, a thousand euros, uh, which is the currency here. Uh, is, is this like a about, universal basic income? It's kind of like that. They initiated it when COVID started because so okay. many things had to close down. Uh, and basically, yeah, you kind of, as a freelancer, you can like really run the numbers in such a way that, you know, like your invoices are all billed at the end and you, you know, no one could tell, like you could easily like postpone a lot of things and get more money. And I made a choice to not do the second round. So I just, I, I got some money, mm -hmm. like maybe around two grand uh, for, uh, 
for lost income i could have continued it for like uh, from one to three more months actually i could have okay. gotten but I, I i actually made this choice as i'm looking at the you know at the at the at the thing online that says do you want to extend it um it's it's not saying anything like you will be prosecuted i think in america you you typically have like this threat that's next to anything that kind of requires the uh you know the, the citizen to decide something whether it's ethical or not there's Absolutely. always a threat of prison do and, you, recall, you know, they do don't recall, have that do you recall the vhs videos you watch as a child oh that, yeah uh, those warnings the small country between uh between uh, <laughs> lebanon and uh egypt yeah yeah i do remember that and uh yeah and so it's kind of funny of course like I, you know, it's just a moment. It's it's really a moment with yourself. You're like you're with nobody else. You're you're sitting in front of a screen, and in that moment, you need to kind of decide: am I, am I conning the system or not? And 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 the idea of conning the system wasn't at all something I wanted to do. I I immediately thought, well, even though I'm earning a lot less and all that, I'm still, I'm still earning something. I like I can't. This is where I I feel like I can't be scamming uh even the faceless government which has been so kind as to even give me some money uh during this 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 process well you're you're weak and worthless and that's why you're not in america anymore yeah i think that's you, it i you think can't, that's you, also you, it you, you can't cut our cutthroat ways <laughs> <laughs> you know i i uh and this is essentially anonymous anyway so it doesn't matter but yeah i, I was exactly the same you know there was I had more opportunity for, you know, I, I got the initial round of money because my business did drop. Um, I also felt the government really fucked up. And so the combination of that, I had no guilt, but then I started getting work again. Um, I was making money and I thought, hmm, this is exactly what you just explained. And it's, it's faceless. Um, I know all the rationales for, for taking additional funds or doing that. And, and businesses do this all the time. You know, they're always, yep. you know, whatever, you know, look at our whole subsidy system, you know, the, yeah. the, the, far, the farmers, the, uh, you know, our, our alleged soul of the country have been, you know, scamming the government for generations. Um, yeah, it's systemic, know. like the scamming is so systemic that it's not even considered scamming anymore. Yeah, and yet I was very, I was very identical in your thought and I thought, well, you know, it's just, it's, it's not right. And I, and I think there's something to be said there for how certain people, not all people, but how certain people really gain a, like big economic success. You know, they will, they will make those choices that maybe ethically are questionable, but at the end they, they benefit them. Um, and, I, and I really do think it, that is how the person in the White House got there. Um, yeah. You know, that, that their entire business history is, is always doing that. Um, yeah. Well, it's good to know that despite being separated by an ocean and a difference in philosophy regarding how we would, how we would objectify and visualize the owner and manager of a dog daycare place, we are still on the same page. You know, I think, I think it also says, it says something else. It says that, that we still trust in a certain ideal, which is saying a lot because you could have said, you know what, I'm going to pocket this money, but I will donate it to a charity of my choice. I will donate it specifically to a person that I think deserves this because I don't trust the government for doing the same thing. Like, and yet you still chose not to do that. 
and I, I have to admit, I didn't really think about that option, but even if I think about that option, I would not have chosen that option. So it, it says also that you somehow still have belief in this uh, American ideal. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. Is that really an American ideal? I think the, the ideal to me is simply a, a matter of, you know, the, the golden rule, which is what religion and I think most people's moral conduct should break down to, of, you know, doing to others as you want done into your face. Um, well, you know. I guess, I mean, I guess there's still the issue of, uh, I mean, basically there's the issue of you becoming your own government, you know, which I think is happening a lot in America. There's certainly a libertarian tradition of that as well. Yeah. But it's the idea that like, you know what, I don't trust government to make good decisions. I mean, it's, it's kind of also a Republican thing as well. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, I will uh, choose who to be generous to. Uh, yeah, I mean, America has a long history of that. Yet, uh, you know, of, of one of the few things I think it excels at is compliance with our tax regulations. Hmm. You know, because we have, of, we, have, yeah. we have a voluntary tax system um, in, in terms of what you're going to report. And uh, whenever they do these international studies, the American compliance is extremely high for a country that still has a very strong libertarian streak. Um, Thank, I, I give all the credit to Wesley Snipes. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, nobody, nobody could have uh, played in major league like he did. <laughs> and with that we're uh, gonna say goodbye to our audience for today but uh don't worry we'll be back in either five minutes or two years whenever you decide to play the next episode have a great week everyone or a great two minutes <laughs>